What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max, Monday Night Raw, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great episode of Wrestling to the Max Raw Review. And this one, of course, is for April 16th, 2018. I, of course, am your host, Gary Vaughn. And along with me is Mr. Brandon Biscobing. Hello. I missed uh, the, the Fallout show, which I was disappointed in. Yeah, man, we miss you. It was kind of a bummer when I heard that you were sick. But I'm glad you're back and healthy. Mm-hmm. Or are you healthy? Are you, are you feeling completely better, man? I mean, I still have a bit of a cough, but for the most part, I'm like probably 90% better. Hey, that's better than, uh, you know, being at least 50%. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm happy at least you're that far along and you're able to join me for this episode. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Brandon? You, you missed a Fallout episode, that big, you know, post-WrestleMania Raw but guess what? You got another big show. This is the shakeup edition of Monday Night Raw. So this is going to be a lot of fun for both of us. We get to chat a lot about a, you know, a few of the different changes in the roster. And that's going to be a really good time. Uh, we'll also get a chance to just kind of maybe speculate on who's going over there to the SmackDown side. Because you cover that show too. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a lot of fun tomorrow night talking about that uh, for SmackDown side of yeah. it. Uh, but before we get this whole thing going, Brandon, I want to let the people know a couple things. First thing. If you were looking for an episode of Wrestling of the Max last week and you like, I never saw it, I never got one, I want to be the first to apologize to everyone out there. We decided, uh, you know, to do the show a little bit later in the week because WrestleMania happened. And of course, you know, post WrestleMania, things are still kind of slow. Things are still kind of getting into place for what's going to happen next. And it just would have been a show full of speculation and things like that. And, uh, I was super busy. Sean was super busy. And Brandon, of course, was sick. He was under the weather. So everybody that was able to do the show was kind of out of place. And not only that, you guys would have had a show that was full of, once again, just questions instead of facts. So we decided to hold off. We are going to have one this week, uh, maybe two. You, you just keep your you know your eyes posted. Uh, but I just want to let you know, I do apologize. You didn't get one last week, but you did get some amazing shows when it came to the WrestleMania recap. 
Uh, you also got a NXT TakeOver recap. And, of course, you know, uh, Sean and I covered Monday Night Raw for you guys. Uh, and so, uh, and, of course, all the other shows got done except NXT. But NXT, that's a simple it's really we'll, just a we'll, double we'll show. We'll probably do just a double a double show this week. Yeah, there was only two matches. Yeah. So we, we kind of felt like, eh, if we get the, on for 15 the, minutes and we're done, eh, let's yeah, the, save it. The NXTs after TakeOver are basically just recap and two matches. <laughs> exactly. So we're like, eh, let's yeah, just hold it. off. Yeah, screw it. So, uh, but we're back in action, guys. We're so glad to be here tonight with you. And hey, make sure you tell everybody about what's going on over here because we are back in the swing of things. And it's time for people to know W2Mnet.com is where you find Wrestling to the Max and all the other great, uh, basically, podcasts and articles and everything that comes to that website. It's all there for you to go check out. And of course, hey, wherever you get your podcast from, Maybe it's Stitcher, maybe it's iTunes, or even, you know, maybe iHeartRadio, YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button over at the W2M Network. Once you do that, you not only get all the great RS1 of the Max episodes and shows and re- reviews and recaps uh, of pay-per-views, but you also get all the other great shows on that, you know, network, like the kickoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, they got a lot of stuff going on over there on the kickoff. They'll be coming yes. back soon. Excited Post about draft. that uh, MMA to the max. Uh, of course, you listen to the recap of the WrestleMania and, uh, takeover shows. You heard Mr. Robert Taylor, who does an excellent job over there on MMA to the max and all the other great shows. I, I could sit here and name everything. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let you guys go check it out. Uh, also don't forget to go subscribe, rate and review though. Once you hit that subscribe button, like I said, you get everything, but rating and reviewing also gives us a little bit of feedback on what you like. And it also gives us a little help when you hit those five stars. So please go do that if you haven't already. And a uh, big shout out to formal mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com both great sites uh they are big supporters of ours we want to make sure we support them back let's get this thing kicked off brandon i can't wait to talk about this episode with you but before we jump into the show itself i want to get your opinion on something that i mean i know it's kind of a moot point at this point because this is the second time they've done it and they did they had the same exact formula uh with maybe one exception to this but when they first announced the whole superstar shakeup last year, mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, you know, I was thinking it like they did the draft where, you know, it would be more legitimate. Uh, you'd actually see Shane and Stephanie or Daniel and, well, at that time, Mick Foley. Um, this time, Paige and, uh, Paige and Kurt talking, you know, making deals and actually, I mean, I get the concept for why they wouldn't do this, but maybe like why they wouldn't do it on raw, but at least maybe do it on SmackDown or do it on the, on WWE.com after the fact of actually making trades and seeing the reasoning for why, you know, this person was traded for this person or, you know, actually make it to where, oh, it's not just, oh, this person is randomly being moved to SmackDown or to Raw, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a moot point at this point, but, you know, it would have been nice to have actually seen some sort of rhyme behind, you know, some sort of rhyme and reason behind everything that's going on with the whole shakeup. I think we're on the same page with this, too, because of the fact that I I watched this Monday Night Raw, and as we'll get into it, I kind of felt like, yes, they were trying to surprise you with the new names that will be attached to Monday Night Raw on this roster, but it felt like 
we just made a rash few decisions here. This is who you're going to get. No word on all that explanation stuff that you just mentioned, Brandon. We're just going to deal with it and, and move on. I, I'm right there with you on that because I do enjoy the whole draft feel that they mm-hmm. used to give us at times. Like you said, you have general man- managers going back and forth, even the commissioners kind of really breaking this thing down, you know, and, and you kind of get excited because you're like, oh, man, they're chatting over there. Yeah. Who's going to get traded next? And now you're just like, oh, I hear the next entrance coming in. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's basically well, a second fallout show from WrestleMania, really. Pre- pretty much. And, I mean, I don't think I've mentioned it in depth on on either show on W2M uh, since the announcement was made, but uh, Vince McMahon's... Uh, um, attention span has decreased exponentially because what took what almost like six to ten years has only taken two for him to completely consolidate everything and i hate to be the bearer of bad news for those of you that like the super that like the brand split but no matter how, uh, and especially with the new TV deal and who knows what's going to happen with that and all of that, even if SmackDown remains live, I'm calling it within another two years, three max, it's going to be all recombined yet again. Because this has just, it, it's fallen apart, not in a creative way, you know, the SmackDown Live is as strong as it's ever been. But in terms of a, you know, just purely storyline and in terms of, you know, pay-per-views and in terms of, you know, the the, the brand split, the way they've handled it, it, it's disintegrated already. Yeah, you know what, I'm on the thought process of I hate these new blended pay-per-views. Yeah. I just don't like it. So I, I, it bugs I. the crap yeah. out of me because I kind of feel like, I think a lot of you guys out there listening do, I feel like that now all the guys and gals that we really wanted to get a chance to see move up and, and do bigger and better things for themselves by getting into these pay-per-views, that's no longer going to happen. Now you're just going to have the, the, the top, People, the people that have been there for years, or maybe the people that are valued most by Vince or whoever's in charge at the time, they are going to be the showcase of those pay-per-views. And all the people that you've been excited to see, or maybe you really want to see do something special, maybe a pre-show match, mm-hmm. maybe. And, and that's a big bummer. And not only that, it also takes away from the significance of the big four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's another thing too. And why did we love the fact that Survivor Series and WrestleMania, and uh, you know, of course, Royal Rumble, all these big shows? Yeah. Why did we like them so much? Because oh, it's the excitement of now these two brands are matching up, and they're going to do. Now it's every single pay per view. Yeah. It's blase. It's boring. And and if we go by your scenario right here, Brandon, we say oh, the same thing's going to happen now with Raw and SmackDown. They're just going to be blended. It's going to have bleed over for both shows. I almost don't I, – I, I guess the only reason I would even see the point for SmackDown anymore would be just for the fact that now you just have some runover from whenever Raw left. Well, like I mean it would basically go back to what it was between, mm-hmm. what, 2012 and 2016 where mm-hmm. it's just kind of the B show and, you know, oh, if I watch it, I watch it. If I don't, I don't. You know, yeah, it, the, it, the scraps. Yeah. 
I mean, that's really what it is. It's yeah. whatever, whatever got knocked off the dinner table, which is Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but it's the flagship for WWE. It's been there for years. Uh, but SmackDown at the pinnacle did some good things, but Vince was always determined Raw was going to be the best. And that was, as long as Vince is in control, that's the way it's always going to be. SmackDown could overachieve and overachieve, but they'll always make sure Monday Night Raw gets the cream of the crop. Well, I think and, that's why this has happened so quickly was because SmackDown was getting all the praise is from the beginning and Vince didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're probably right about that. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, how much Vince is going to be involved once, you know, we get the XFL stuff going and maybe the rumors of Triple H grabbing a hold of this thing and maybe revamping it is going to be true. I think a lot of fans out there kind of hope that's the case. But who knows when that's going to actually be. Uh, and not only that, you know, maybe he's still going to have a little bit of say, uh, you know, here and there. And Triple H cannot do all the things we want him to do. So I think it's interesting. I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought up the point, Brandon, because I think this whole episode kind of just brought that to reality mm-hmm. that this is happening. It's now. It's it's no longer, oh, this could happen or when this does happen. What's, now it's here. So yeah. let's see how all this shakes out. Um but yeah, let's jump into this episode because yeah. we we get off. You know, uh, the whole thing started off by having Kurt Angle come to the ring and basically welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw and the, the whole superstar shake up. And before he can even get anything really out about what's going to be taking place and who's going to be part of the new Monday Night Raw roster, Jinder Mahal is the guy that comes out and says he you know is here on Monday Night Raw and he says to basically. Kurt and everyone else that's listening, like he's a modern day Maharaja and he deserves a limo. He doesn't need an SUV or anything else, a Range Rover. He deserves a limousine. You know, he needs the same treatment that Brock Lesnar gets as a superstar on Monday Night Raw. And, and Kurt doesn't really agree. And I, I think all the fans definitely let the you know the whole uh, world know they didn't agree either. <laughs> And, and it was just kind of funny because I, I love that whole – the crowd was kind of really into this uh, at points in this show. But I, I uh, want to say that you know during this whole thing, Kurt's kind of going back and forth with Jinder. And he says, you know what? You know, you say that you're better than everybody else in that raw locker room. And no matter what, you're going to be the best. Well, then put it to the test. Tonight we do things in Monday Night Raw by handling it in the ring and – Kurt Angle basically calls out to the Raw roster and says, whoever wants to take on Jinder Mahal gets a shot at the U.S. title. Jinder Mahal is not happy, and guess who shows up? Jeff Hardy. He comes out, and the crowd is loving that. They have their little match here, and it is a pretty, you know, I'd say a pretty solid match here. I think I enjoyed it more than I felt like I was going to, to be honest with you. In the end, though, we have Jeff Hardy as your new United States champion, and General Hall is pissed. Uh, so we have all that take place. What did you think about this, Brandon, with Jeff Hardy coming and getting that title and all that showed up? I mean, as a fan of Hardy and not so much a fan of gender, I'm happy about it. But um, in terms of just looking at it purely on like the whole storyline and everything like that, Again, this is another situation where it kind of gets confusing. Maybe we'll get an answer tomorrow, but does this now mean that Jeff is a part of SmackDown? Does this mean that the U.S. title is a Raw title? Um, you know, that that's the type of questions that they should be answering, but obviously they're not, at least yet. Obvi- I'm assuming they'll answer it tomorrow. Um, but another thing, and... 
a lot of fans that uh that liked him uh after his giant mega push may not like this, but is this an indication that gender you know, the gender experiment is over, that he's going back down to jobber status on Raw again. I think the first thing we do need to note is that it was a definite Jinder Mahal is a part of the Raw roster. So that means yes. the United States Championship was a part of the Raw roster at that point. And I think for Jeff to come out, I, I unless they send Jeff over to SmackDown, which I don't, I just don't see it. Um, I think Jeff so, Hardy. So, but then does that mean you know that Seth is going over to SmackDown? I yeah. think so. I really, because you didn't see him tonight, uh, besides in the main event, I think it's going to be a big deal tomorrow. I've, that's one of my predictions for tomorrow. I really feel like Seth Rollins is going to be a part of the SmackDown Live roster and holding that Intercontinental title. I felt like they were going to flip-flop these titles anyway to different brands. I, I don't know. I just had a gut feeling, and they finally, I feel like, did it. Now, once again, I could be completely wrong. Maybe Jeff Hardy does move brands and you know i'll be wrong again um but i just kind of feel like they're going to do that and so is this going to be a running gag now that every superstar shakeup they're going to switch uh mid-card titles because i mean those are the only two titles that can really actually move yeah you're right because you can't move the tag titles that would be kind of stupid right you can't have the blue titles over i mean the only way that that could potentially work is if you swap teams but those teams basically just exchange belts yeah basically same with the you know the, same the, with the, the women yeah yeah exactly the raw and in theory that. same with the the universal and world heavyweight yeah and, and which i honestly you know kind of thought that that could be a possibility as well i really kind of I mean, that would now, kind of be a funny uh little segment that you've got there you know Oh yeah, we picked up the uh, the tag champs, which means that we're sending our tag champs to SmackDown. Uh, you guys, you need to tr- exchange belts. Yeah, <laughs> we can't have any blue over here on Monday Night Raw. We're sorry, this does not work color scheme wise. Yeah, exchange those titles, and, and you know, and the same like we were talking about the Universal uh, title, and of course the WWE Championship belts. You know, WWE's Championship belt definitely could hit land up on Monday Night Raw, but. How could you have a red belt over there with a universal title on SmackDown? It just gonna, doesn't work. Unless they decide to change it to blue. Uh, yeah, they'd have to literally change it to blue. And, and I guess they could. I, I, but, you know, it would also match the raw, uh, the, excuse me, the SmackDown uh, Women's Championship. Not necessarily, belt. because you'd have a blue strap. You'd have blue strap with the blue, blue plate and then just change, instead of it being the black uh, underline on the W, make it, turn it back to red. I guess so. That's a fair point. I guess you could do that, and I don't have a problem with that per se. Uh, I just don't know if they want to do that, but yeah. I, I wouldn't have an issue. I think it'd be kind of great for WWE to have their championship belt back on Monday Night Raw, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. To me, it makes a lot of sense, and who knows? It still could happen. There's no guarantee that AJ Styles is going to stay on SmackDown Live. There was speculation he was going to be one of the guys that moved over to kind of help Roman Reigns, you know, kind of have some good matches. Well, at so. this point, I think it's pretty much a done deal. I think everyone that's moving to Raw has already been moved. Yeah, I think you're you're probably got a good point there, but you never know. Maybe they want to keep us guessing. I think they will want us to guess and keep guessing, you know. They don't want us to walk into SmackDown saying, oh, we already get it. We know who's switching. So, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a scenario we have here. Uh, you know, Jinder Mahal, of course, now without the uh, you know U.S. Championship belt around his waist, he is pissed. He goes backstage, uh, and of course, he tells Renee Young that you know this is unfair. The American gold medalist was, of course, you know trying to mess him up because you know he wasn't ready and so now because of this terrible racism basically this i think we was throwing at him mm-hmm. you know he was saying that uh he feels like it's uh owed to him to have his rematch clause at the greatest royal rumble in saudi arabia so look for that it'll be jeff hardy and jinder mahal once again facing off for the united states championship belt and I, you know, I, I think they did a decent match here. I think they'll have a good match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. It'll be a lot of fun. I, I still kind of feel like Jeff's still going to walk away with mm-hmm. the belt. But, um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Jeff? Okay, I just want to say this. What do you think about Jeff having his little issue before he came back to WWE and now all of a sudden they're throwing a belt around his waist. It's almost like that whole DUI thing was never. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For an issue for WWE. Well, they did the same thing with, uh, I forget which one it was, but one of the Usos had a similar issue a while back, and they and everyone was thinking, oh, they're going to, like, they were supposed to have a title shot or a title match, like, the next week, and everyone was thinking, oh, they're going to lose now, and I think they might have won. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't distinctly remember what what pay per view it was or anything like that, but um, you know, it it kind of shows that WWE has faith in their guys, and you know, one little mess up isn't going to completely derail your whole entire uh, push, especially if they have plans for you. I mean, the only time, but this was a bigger deal. The only time that I really remember, you know anyone but this was more this was more wellness policy related and more in ring related. The only time I ever really remember a push at least for the time being getting sidelined was with Roman. Yeah. And Roman was definitely a big deal uh, because they don't want their big names to go down in uh, you know scandals such as steroids. They they really mm-hmm. want to avoid that. So they had to punish basically one of the bigger guys. They had they had no choice in that matter. So I feel like that was kind of fair, um, but un- understandable at the same time. I think that you know Jeff is definitely a proven entity when it comes to making merchandise money for him, making people you know, want to watch Raw, SmackDown, wherever the heck the guy's at. So he he, I think it's those special trip privileges on those mm-hmm. instances, and you know we we have to just expect it. That's it's the way the world works, man. You make money for somebody, they're going to give you a break. Yeah. So I, I'm, just, I'm I'm happy. 
I I'm just hoping that we get like a uh, two faces of Hardy type deal, or or maybe even three faces of Hardy type deal with uh, getting some brother Nero at 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 some times, and maybe even I don't know if he owns the rights to this because I. I I would assume not because you know it wasn't under the broken universe umbrella, but mm -hmm. I would love to see some Willow. Oh yeah, that would be a lot of fun. But you know, I'm really curious if WB even wants to do that. That would have to be something where Jeff's really not doing a whole lot. Well, they could do that. Mm -hmm. I, I think while he's holding that U.S. title belt, he's going to be away from. Hard, Woken Matt Hardy. Yeah. I think they're going to keep that separation. And then eventually when he uses, loses the U.S. title, they get back together at some point down the line. Then I feel I really feel like they're going to do when Bray splits away from Matt. I really, really think that's going to be the case. Where you'll, he'll, he'll have to call on Brother Nero, and that's okay. And maybe Willow does show up then, but I, I really do question if Vince really wants to see Willow. I really do, because Itchweed, I, I definitely don't think is going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, I also uh, want to mention before we quit talking about this opening match and all that, uh, we also had No Way Jose pop up and uh, and entertain. Uh, Jinder, really pissed off Jinder Mahal. I love that look <laughs> to Jinder Mahal. I just really pissed off angry. But No Way Jose just tells him to smile and then ask Renee Young if she wants to go for a fiesta. <laughs> she does. So they, they take off. So there it, you go. It, There's your No Way Jose moment. Is No Way Jose going to be the... Is get is no way Jose gonna be this year's version of Elias, where he's just gonna be walking around the back the whole time partying? You know what? I, I wish for no way Jose that could be the case. I just don't think he has it like Elias does. I feel like more like uh, we're looking at Adam Rose for 2018. I'm so. hoping that he gets a little bit more than Adam Rose did. Yeah, I don't know. It just scares me. He's basically matching the same gimmick. He just yeah. doesn't have a lollipop. Oh, no, lollipop. it scares me, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, ever since No Way Jose debuted, I, I remember when he debuted. And uh, it's kind of funny how I, I think of uh, his opponent more as, you know, the first opponent of No Way Jose than what he's currently doing Insanity. Um, but... Uh, you know, I remember when he debuted, and I was, and at first I was thinking, you know, oh, another, you know, with with his name, I was thinking, oh, it's just going to be like another luchador or another generic character, but then mm -hmm. he comes out all dancing and and everything, and he's using like the baseball moves and whatnot, and I was hooked automatically. Yeah, but you're a big baseball guy, yes. so you, you gotta love it. Of course, <laughs> uh, it, it, they never had a shot to make you angry once they started doing no. that. No, so. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, there, there you go. There's your No Way Jose siding. Uh, let's move on to the next match. We have Sasha Banks and Bayley on a one-on-one -on -one match on Monday Night Raw, which I'm a little surprised they went ahead and threw these two together so fast. I thought they would kind of still slow burn this thing a little bit, but they had a little bit of time here. Um, you did have a moment here at the end where Sasha Banks had the bank statement on. Bailey looks like she's going to tap, and then the Riot Squad attacks and beats them both down. So now you do know that the Riot Squad has switched brands. They now are part of Monday Night Raw. I have no idea where that leads Absolution. I kind of feel I, like I, I have a feeling I know where. Yeah, I think so. So we were probably agreeing on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, what do you think about this, man? I, I, I guess it's still kind of a slow burn for Bailey and Sasha. But yet, to me, this is dumb. I, I don't know why they have to continually get attacked by factions. Like, 
they're trying to they're, they're busy trying to hate each other well that, yeah, yeah I was, yeah I, I was just about to say that it's like you know they're trying to build this whole rivalry between these two yet they've got these larger factions going after the two of them which you know no matter how much you hate someone at a certain time especially when they were your friends you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend so therefore mm-hmm. you know when you're both getting attacked by, you know, a larger faction, shouldn't you be teaming up to take care of that issue first? Um, you know, so I don't know where this leaves this whole feud between them and with Riot Squad and with Absolution. And, you know, it's just a whole big convoluted mess right now. Um, I understand why they did it. Just purely on the level that, you know, obviously a match, a hyped match like this, you don't want to give away a clean finish uh, on a Raw, no matter how big the Raw is. Granted, they've done that plenty of times in the past. I shouldn't be one to talk. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm okay with it, as long as they have a plan moving forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... You know, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's a little too convoluted at the same time. Yeah, I mean, you make that point of, you know, they've got to do this because Sasha and Bailey are going to have a big match eventually, and you don't want to give away the entire enchilada, right? You want to make sure you leave something there for people to really get into, and they don't want the people to get on social media and say, we saw that match, we don't want to see it, you know, at the next big yeah. pay-per-view you guys got going. But on the other hand... It just it seems like they've had Absolution do this over and over yeah. again. Now the Riot Squad. I'm I'm just like God, uh, guys. Honestly, I think the better way to have handled this. Granted, I'm trying to think. I think there was only one other woman trade tonight, um, and that wouldn't have worked. But you know, the the better way, in my opinion, to have done this would have been for it to be a single woman attacking them, whether it's, I mean, obviously tonight with it being the shakeup, you would have wanted it to be someone coming over from SmackDown just as that surprise, um, but, uh, you know, it should have been a single woman attacking them both, and then them both, like, one-on-one, each of them separately on two separate weeks, taking out that opponent in a in a one on one match and then refocusing on each other, that mm-hmm. would have made a little more sense to have built up the anticipation for the match, and then that way you get it at the pay per view. Yeah, I I see what you're coming from there, and I think that they would be smarter to do something in that instance. But you know, I feel like that they have some things that they're not yet telling us, and so SmackDown Live tomorrow will probably understand a little bit more about their equations and thought processes on some of these feuds. But, I mean, like you said, as we sit here, I mean, what they've given us is a little bit of, hey, here's what we want to do, but once again, we're going to find a way to swerve it out of your hands until the next time. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that's okay. It makes sense. It, it, okay. It's a catch-22. I'll say it that way. Very much a catch-22. makes sense, but to me, it doesn't make sense, so. It, Here we go. It, what they wanted to do with it, their motives behind it made sense. The implementation of it, maybe not so much. 
Like, yeah. I would have just maybe had, you know, yes, you would have had in the back of your head that, yes, uh, Liv Morgan and uh, Sarah Logan are there in the background, but I would have just had Ruby Riot maybe attack them individually on mm-hmm. her own, and then had, you know, Bailey versus Ruby Riot next week, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot the week after. They both are able to beat Ruby Riot, and then they're they focus on each other again. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, it's just, you know, the thought process is there. Would they do that? I don't know. I, I, I want to wait and see. And I will say this. I'm glad the Riot Squad is on Raw. It was the better faction as of late. They've done a really good job, uh, I think. And, you know, for Absolution, they really didn't have much of a future without Paige. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. So this is what it is. And uh, we'll see. You know, of course, we'll follow more of the storyline, I'm sure, on SmackDown Live. But I am happy for the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's move on. Heath Slater and Rhino, they take on... The revival, and uh, we and, have uh, a oh, hey, authors of pain. I'm sorry, <laughs> authors of pain. I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself here, Brandon. Wait, I'm, I'm I think you're. I, I think you're skipping uh, that match. Actually, I think that match came first. Didn't that it? match, uh, no, actually, this one is right after the whole situation with Sasha Banks. I I actually skipped ahead by saying the revival. Uh, you're right. I, I have the the revival in my brain. I, I've actually this whole time we've been talking about different changes and all that. I've been thinking about the revival and the fact that they could be switching over. Mm-hmm. I'm just that, that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about this match though before we, it's a really quick match. Basically, yeah. authors of pain do get the victory here. Heath Slater and Rhino do not prevail. Big surprise, not really. <laughs> um, this is just the authors of pain being dominant and doing their thing. I like the fact that they do still talk about the fact that, you know, Authors of Pain have moved on from Ring and all that good stuff. And I, I think it works. I think you need to make sure the Authors of Pain are the presence on Raw that you want them to be, which is dominant. What do you think about, you know, you know what they've got going so far? Are you happy with the Authors of Pain here? Well, let, since I wasn't on la- last week, let me talk about what happened last week and obvious and they referenced to it this week um i get i i get the behind the scenes portion of it i get that paul doesn't want to travel much but i would have made at least a little little bit of a deal with him and said you know stay on for like a month month and a half what have you just for a little bit just so you can talk them up, build them up to the non-NXT crowd, use your presence, use your history to build up this team after, uh, after, you know, they come up to the fans that don't watch NXT and especially some of the older fans who know your history and then we'll write you off and you can go back and, and, not have to travel. Them kicking him to the curb so quickly, I just, like I've said, you know, and I said it before, I said it on NXT, on the NXT reviews a a couple of times, I am deathly afraid for Authors of Pain, and especially now, with them kicking kicking Ellering out. I just feel that they're going to end up becoming Ascension 2.0. Because 
without that added bonus of Paul Ellering, they're just two big guys with not really any personality. Are they good in the ring? Yes. Yes, they are. But to the casual, non-NXT-based fan, without Ellering, and especially the older fans, you know, especially the older fans who, who know about Ellering's history and like Ellering, and, and they still, and I'm sure a lot of those fans still at least try to adhere to KFAB, they're going to be like, they got rid of Paul Ellering on the first night back. Screw them. And it's just going to turn a lot of fans off from them, and I don't think that they have enough charisma and have enough within themselves to recover that. Yeah, you make that point, and here's the thing for me. I look at this situation as being a little nervous myself, uh, according to you know a lot of fans out there. Paul Ellering, like you're saying, was such a big deal to this group, and their success could be a little wavering here. Uh, but in my opinion, I still feel like the big guys that they are, I think that Vince or whoever's in charge are going to do their best to let these guys be dominant. But you're, you're right on the fact that the fans have to have something to really bite into, right? Mm-hmm. They can't just be big guys. They've got to have some kind of personality. They've got to have something. And I think that they do need a manager of some sort. They need someone to be that mouthpiece unless they can really start getting in the mic and really impressing us in, in a big manner. I just don't know that's going to happen either. Yeah, I no. feel like, you know, Paul Ellering, I, I, I wish he would have stayed on, right? Yeah. I wish he would have been a part of this. And I know that he came out on his Twitter and said, I've traveled up and down the roads. I could still do it. Yeah, we know he can still do it. But you know, and WWE knew, he didn't want to do that full time. Yeah. He well, would have eventually told him no. He'd eventually said, I'm tired. I need to take some time off. And then WWE would have been paying him to sit at home. And that's not what they're going to be doing. I think they need to move in a different direction. In fact, if they don't find anybody on the roster right now to be the manager, they need to go see if Taz is busy. Because I would mm-hmm. love to see Taz manage these guys. Yeah. But see, it's not just the manager in and of itself. They need to find, and I've I've talked about it as well before when we were talking about Shinsuke and Asuka and getting a manager on, when we were talking about it on SmackDown. Um, You know, there really aren't any real managers left. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in the indies, even in in, uh, Impact and, and elsewhere. You know, you don't really have much to to go off of, and Paul, he had that presence to him because of his history and just because of how he handles himself, and I wish if, because WWE knew, he's he's been saying for a while that he did not want to travel full-time, everyone saw it coming when they would be, when they got called up, I wish they would have done something where you know, um, like, it still would have caused the same issues that we're talking about, but I kind of wish, just for the sake of, like, him being there for one night on the main roster and then 
them pushing him aside on the main roster. I wish they would have done something in NXT, like, after they lost the title match, like, they, you know, they do something to him there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they just come to the main roster on their own instead of coming with Paul the first night. Um, there really isn't a perfect way of doing this, uh, if Paul was, you know, so hell-bent on not traveling. But, you know, it's just, like I said, I just, I have a bad feeling about this with them. I, you know what, I, I'm not going to say I have a bad feeling, but I can definitely see some red flags. So, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I hope you're completely wrong. I hope <laughs> I'm completely wrong, too. So... Uh, let's talk about some other tag teams here, though. Uh, I just mentioned the Revival. I try to get ahead of myself, so <laughs> we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the Revival. Uh, this is a team that, of course, I've always been uh, a big proponent of. I think they matter a lot. Um, uh, another uh, team that proves my point. Yeah, you've got yeah. See, and I hate to agree with that, but it's the truth. Uh, the, you know, the Revival are a team that really have not reached the momentum that they've, you know, or the heights that they've, you know should have accomplished by now. Uh, they took on Wilkin, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt tonight. And, uh, you know, of course right now, Wyatt and Hardy have got things going pretty well for themselves and they're able to beat the revival. Uh, that also means the revival, uh, are not going to get the opportunity that Wyatt and Matt are going to have, which is of course to take on Seamus and Cesaro for the raw tag titles at the greatest Royal rumble. So that's, you know, big props to them on that. But I, I do, once again, Brandon, you just mentioned it revival sliding down again, not getting the big push, not getting much momentum. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it before. Um, but I think you're probably right. And I would hope you're right for their sake. That they are going. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...over to SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, because I, I said it before, um, ever since 2016, ever since the brand split started, uh, this has been the era, especially on Raw, granted... All of this madness started on SmackDown, ironically. But now it seems like they're all on Raw. Uh, this is the era of the mashup tag teams being mm-hmm. dominant. Uh, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro, mashup tag team. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Granted, they had a storyline reasoning behind it. It makes sense. That one I'm not as annoyed at. But still, if you really think about it, it's just a mashup tag team. Uh, 
you know, Bray Wyatt had another one in the in the past, just a little over a year ago with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you it, it, it's funny, you know, you you would think like what uh, ironically the bar is the one who said this because they were one of the originals, but you know they're like. If you want to win, you need to be a cohesive unit, and you need to be a, a a true team. Yet the teams that have been the quote unquote teams that have been most successful uh, in WWE over the last three years have not been cohesive units. Yeah, I mean, it's hell, hell, Braun Strowman was able to just pull a random kid out <laughs> and win the title. That just really <laughs> shows how bad your tag division is. It, it, it's the truth and it's too sad that you're, you're right about that and you know nicholas is great and all yeah. and he has his own titan tron now for wv and yeah, it's great news for him but not good news for the tag division at all and, and the respect for that division is really low at the oh. moment i i feel like we're gonna be building on that tag division especially from what we're seeing on this episode of raw when it comes to the tag teams I think they're really going to try to push more to get in a better position for those titles to matter more compared to before. Uh, I, I'm very hesitant to say that, but, but I, I, I'm the, hoping. The what? There was one tag team that was moved tonight, correct? Yeah, one tag team. Yeah. And that one tag team is a joke. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't really it, it doesn't really help the division much at all. Well, th- th- there's another tag team that we saw that formed oh yes that one could actually be that one could actually be pretty decent and we could potentially have another one uh Mm -hmm. if they choose to actually use them as a team this time around yeah so i mean we've got a few things to talk about when we get to that but before we get all of that i i want to say you know you're talking about these mashup tag teams i I think i want to you know give props to hardy and Wide for what they've done so far. Very, very short yeah. time span, but what they've done so far has entertained the crowd. They've been fun to watch. I think those guys are going to be a lot of fun to watch in the Greatest Royal Rumble. I, you know what? I don't know if I want to see them as tag champs yet. I know it's kind of funny to say it because I really feel like the uh, uh, what do they call it? The the Gold Rush. What do they call the Hardys? Brother Nero and Broken Matt, what do they call it? The the, the journey of gold oh, or the the, the uh, pure procurement of uh, gold or something procure, like that. Yes, I just I'm not yes. ready for Wyatt and Hardy to go on the procurement of gold just yet. I don't want to see them really as tag chances. Weird to say that, but I think they're going to be so much better without per- that. Per- personally, I do want them to get just because I don't really see what else the bar can really do. Uh, they could get the titles and then lose them again to someone that, you know, we want to see beat them. But who would that be? There are no teams on... The teams that we have yet to talk about. So, that's the oh, team I'm okay. Gonna... okay. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to get actually, ahead of myself. I, I, actually, there's another team. I don't think it's the one that you're thinking of. There's another okay. team that I'm hoping they actually use as a team that I hope they get the tag titles at some point well we're going to get to that brandon and we sure will we'll talk more about that we're going to make people wait so hold your horses folks we're going to get to that in a minute 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's talk about this before uh, we get to that, because I did skip over this. I want to mention this because it is kind of interesting. And it also really ties into the main event here. We had the Miz come out and he kind of went on a bragging rampage because he was talking about the fact that the Miz Taraj and him were great. But he invites two new guests that are now going to be a members of the Monday Night Raw roster, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And, of course, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are out there, and they're excited to be a part of the Miz Taraj. You know, basically, Miz says, eat your heart out, NWO. He has a better faction. Well, Kurt Angle has something to say about that. Kurt comes out and says, you can't do that. This is still my roster. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn already knew the consequences of what they, you know, last week. They couldn't both be hired here. And then Sami Zayn has a nice little letter from Stephanie McMahon that vetoes all that. And so it is official via Stephanie McMahon that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are official members on the Monday Night Raw roster. Kurt Angle has his uh, little thing to say about that, though. That is that, guess what? The big surprise for Miz is he's no longer going to be a part of Monday Night Raw. That's right. He is going to SmackDown Live because Daniel Bryan had inquired about him. We all know what this is about. I'm so excited. <laughs> Finally going to get Daniel Bryan and the Miz and get their feud back in store and ready and excited to see all that take place because this is a long time coming uh, for those two guys to feud. So there you go. Uh, of course, it sets up the main event for the eight-man tag. I think what you got here, at least in this brief time, was a really kind of interesting segment. You got some big, you know, surprises and things like that for the fact that, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are now part of the Raw roster. And, and of course, with the Miz leaving Raw, it's going to feel a little weird, but I think, you know, he could definitely be a big help to SmackDown Live. Yeah, I mean, well, that's where he really, you know, built his name after the brand split. Granted, he doesn't have the show that really made him what he what he is now anymore uh but um you know this is this is as close to what i was talking about when we started as we've ever gotten on one of these shows um but this is what i'm talking about like even if it's just a wwe.com exclusive or it's a network exclusive or something like that it would have been so interesting to have seen, like, the conversation in this whole thing of, like, you know, Stephanie being like, I'm signing uh, Daniel Bryan and, or, I'm signing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, whether you like it or not. And he's like, okay, then, you know what? Just for that, I'm I'm shipping off one of your favorites to SmackDown. I'm shipping, shipping off The Miz because Daniel Bryan called me and asked me for it. Yep, that's true. And, you know, now you're going to have a reignition of a great feud. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to miss The Miz. I know you're not, Brandon, nope. but I know a lot of people are going to miss The Miz on Raw. I am. But, I, I, once again, this feud will hopefully save it for me. I think it'll be fine. And, you know, I think The Miz will do just fine on SmackDown Live. He'll get used to being back over there. The one thing is, is the... The rest of the Mr. Raj are not going to enjoy it because that could also spell some bad things, in my opinion, for those two guys. I hate to say it, but Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, you may want to go ahead and uh, look into maybe some other promotions. I'm just saying. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So see if Lucha Underground's hiring. They, they know TNA's not. <laughs> or or Ring of Honor. Concerned. 
Yeah, Ring of Honor is great too. Uh, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's since we were, were even talking about this, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this big matchup in the main event. We'll go ahead and talk about it since we're already talking about these guys. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with Miz, and along with them is of course Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. They take on Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and guess who? Bobby Roode. Glorious. Yeah, glorious. Bobby Roode is finally back where he needs to be on the biggest show of a promotion. Because I, I, I SmackDown Live, I love it. I think it's great. But we all know, once again, the flagship is Raw. I've been waiting to see Bobby Roode on Monday Night Raw for a long time. This is finally coming, so that's why I'm a little bit more uh, excited. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we get this main event, and it's really interesting. Uh, I think one of the biggest things I need to point out is that Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel decide that they no longer, you know, are going to have Miz there for him. So why even fight in this fight? So they just leave. <laughs> and uh, Miz gets taken out by Braun Strowman. And, of course, that whole team wins. So Babyface team gets the victory here, closing out Raw, sending Miz packing to SmackDown Live. I think, honestly, Brandon, this was just about entertaining people. I think this is about people getting a chance to see some of the bigger names that they really like watching in the ring. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, and, and not only that, Bobby Lashley got a chance to look really good here. Uh, I thought that was kind of nice to see as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this was just a good showcase of, you know, a bunch of guys. It was a showcase to show Bobby Lashley in the ring for the first time back. Uh, show Bobby Roode for the first time in a Raw ring, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the re-day, or the, uh, the return of, uh, of Sammy and Kevin, you know, and just, and perhaps maybe the last match, well, definitely the last match on Raw for Miz, and perhaps the last match on Raw for a few other people. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, I think it really fun to kind of see how this whole thing shakes out and what's going on here on, you know, of course, the Monday Night Raw and all that we're talking about here with the shakeup. Um, but I appreciate the fact that they gave us something here where they gave Miz a final match on Raw and they also gave us kind of a sneak peek of some of the things that we could possibly see in the future. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. It, it's kind of cool. It, uh, to me, it, it, you know, I think it gets excitement up for the fans that are really paying attention to these, you know, guys. Um, so, I mean, we get all that take place. Uh, we also can't forget there's another tag team that I think people have been curious about. And that, of course, is the tag team that shows up here on Monday Night Raw with Cesaro and Sheamus. Looking at them in the background with a little disbelief that they're there. And, of course, you know, that is Rizongo. Uh So you have Rizongo kind of criticizing Seamus's mohawk and kind of making fun of the uh, kilts, saying that they're dresses. And uh, that, of course, is, I know. Ridiculous. I mean, come on. You say should know. Uh, but, of course, that ensues a fight. So we all knew that that was going to take place. We were eventually going to get a match between those two teams. And it's, uh, it's, it's a situation where Rosango gets a cheap victory here. I mean, a little surprised, but and maybe mm-hmm. a little not. I mean, now it just seems like the bar have kind of reached this spot where they're now kind of treading water. Yeah, I mean, the bar is definitely treading water. I think um... – Un- unless they are actually going to do something with Brizongo on Raw, which I doubt, but, you know, we'll see. 
Um, this is definitely more of a, you know, the, the cocky, overconfident, uh, heel team going into a match against the supposed jobbers who you're thinking, oh, they're gonna win pretty easily, and, and the, uh, the other team gets a cheap victory as a result. Uh, you know, we'll see how this continues next week going into the Grand Royal Rumble. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, you. I, I'm assuming you were. I, I figured you were talking about this team, but the team that I think, hopefully, if they use them as a team, which has yet to be seen. Uh, but if they use them as a team, I'd like to see them actually win. Uh, win the uh, tag titles at some point. It are the true best friends. Screw Beretta and Chucky e. T. It's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh man, look at that! Ha. Uh, you know what? No, uh, surprise some people out there that agree with you. You know, I'm not going to say I completely agree. I, I like both teams. I really do. I'm kind of indifferent. I, I like both of them pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see what we have here with Brazongo and their shenanigans on Monday Night Raw. That's going to be a blast. Now, here's the thing, here, Brandon. You've got the cheesiness of Rosango on Raw, and you're also talking about the cheesy antics of Woke and Matt Hardy. That may be a clash. Um, <laughs> oh God, that would be yeah. uh, that would be an interesting feud. I kind of want to see it now, just to see like what they could do. And you could even do something with it where it's you know kind of a back and forth between like. You wouldn't even really need to do it on TV. Like, you'd have to promote it, obviously, on TV for those that don't completely pay attention to everything WWE. But just have, you know, Fashion Files one week, then, like, a segment at the Hardy Compound, and just have them go back and forth feuding without even seeing each other. Maybe, you know, have a few interactions, like, backstage during a Raw, and that sets up the match, and just have, like, this really weird, like, gimmicky match, like, like, um, I remember one of Brizongo's first matches, they, like, they kept on changing into different costumes and stuff, so, like, you could do stuff with them, you could do different weird things with, uh, Matt and Bray, it would just be a wacky, like, just a fun, wacky, uh, type of match. Like, it, the only issue that I see with it is that, which, which is still the biggest irony in professional wrestling to me right now, is that WWE, while they, they always talk up this whole point that they're, you know, they're not pro wrestling, they're sports entertainment, and really emphasize on the entertainment part, they, in terms of how they treat things in the ring and on TV, they take themselves way too seriously. You mm -hmm. never see any of the wacky a antics in the ring that you get in other promotions. You know, you're not going to get a Toriano on WWE. And that's the type of match that these two teams would need to have in order for it to be successful. Yeah, and I am right there with you. I think the WWE will not allow that probably, and that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, and they won't do those kind of things to really find themselves in a good spot. But, you know, I think that 
they can have some success. They're never going to do exactly what we want. They're always going to follow their own road. They're mm-hmm. always going to follow a path just a little bit off kilter because they, well, let's just be honest. They don't care what we want. <laughs> and and they just, don't pay attention. Yeah, they don't pay attention. And, and when they do pay attention, it was two years ago, what we said, <laughs> is what they want to do now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you you got some good thoughts there that WB does not care about, and it's the same. Um, so, but it really uh, is know. the biggest irony in pro wrestling that you know they they try to make it all, all about you know entertainment and oh this isn't real yada 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 and yet mm-hmm. they take themselves completely seriously all the time. Uh, exactly. Yep, you're right. They do. They very much do, and that's uh, uh, I think a, a, a fault in their uh, their whole demeanor and everything that they do and their business plan. But that's just them. So, I mean, there's nothing we could do about it. That's a shame. Nope. Uh, let's mention this match. Ember Moon taking on Mickey James. Uh, I think we all knew what was going to happen here. Uh, we had, of course, you know, Ember Moon getting the victory. But this is something else to know. We had the women's uh, champion uh, for Raw, of course, that is none of Nia Jax coming out and sitting at ringside during this match, kind of talking about, you know, what you know she is about, which she's kind of the anti-bully kind of person mm-hmm. but yet alexa bliss comes on your screen and says the only reason she didn't come down to ringside like she was going to was because she didn't want to be bullied by nia jackson anymore it hurt too much and nia knew how much it hurt for her to lose her title so it's seemingly we got the situation where they're still going to be kind of feuding here um but i mean we got that going on ember moon seems like she's starting to you know do some good here for Money Not Raw because I think you know having her here is kind of a breath of fresh fresh air for this mm-hmm. division. I really it's weird to say that, Brandon, but after seeing two matches with her, I really felt like it's it's a needed addition. Oh, definitely because you know a lot of the matches um, between multiple people were getting stale. You know the the women's division, even though it's much deeper than it has been in the past, obviously. There are still, you know, we've pretty much seen all the matches already. Um, you know, we've seen most of the feuds that you can see on Raw. Uh, and, you know, the fact that we only really, you know, other than Riot Squad, we really only got one true singles uh, uh, switch tonight uh, doesn't really help that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right on that. You know, and it, it is what it is, I guess. But, I mean, these the kind of situations that we look at here and the way that they kind of break things down, I think that it's a detriment to what they're trying to do at times. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I understand. They, they've got their ways and they've got something going on that maybe we don't completely I maybe understand or know. But, it, it, once again, it is what it is. Um, let's stick on the women's division. I want to mention this, and this is kind of interesting. We have Ronda Rousey backstage with Kurt Angle, and she's talking to Kurt about how great it was being a part of WrestleMania. We uh, have her kind of going on, and Kurt says, well, you know, I understand that you 
you know, you beat Stephanie, but she's still going to be thinking about you. And she's probably planning right now about what she's going to be due to you. So you need to be prepared. And then uh, Kurt says that he's got somebody else coming to the roster. And Natalia walks in the room. And Ronda Rousey is so happy to see her. She mentions that they train together, which is all nice and it's very sweet. It seems like Natalia is kind of playing the babyface role at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, but we have Natalia in a big match tonight against Mandy Rose. Uh, and in this matchup, we, of course, get the normal shenanigans with Absolution, right? I mean, Sonya Deville getting involved and all of that. And, uh, you know, it's just the way it works. But Natalia gets a victory, and that does not make Absolution happy at all. Uh, so basically they started attacking at Natalia and then here comes Ronda Rousey to save the day. Sonya Deville feels like that. Hey, I've been in the world of MMA. I can take her as she gets in the ring and finds out very quickly <laughs> that Ronda Rousey is the alpha female. Uh, you know, I don't know what to think about this. I think it's great for Ronda Rousey. I think, you know, this is a regular edition of Monday Night Raw. This is what you've been screaming for, Brandon, for her to be a part yep. of Monday Night Raw when it doesn't really mean wrestlemania you got a little taste of it what did you think yeah i mean i definitely liked that she was there and she actually did something tonight um and that i mean well we're yet to see you know as we move further and further away from wrestlemania how long she sticks around but it this is a good sign that you know she's going to be sticking around maybe we'll even get a match or two every now and again uh you know, I understand that WWE is still going to try to keep her as, you know, for the most part, a more special attraction type of thing. But as long as you keep her on TV and don't keep her or and don't throw her into a title picture without making sure that, you know, she's going to be there every week, uh, then, you know, I think she'll be okay. Um, you know, she's definitely showing that she can handle herself in the ring. Uh, you know, I don't see any problems. I, I think she can def, you know, uh, I think she'll definitely be, uh, perfectly fine. And I, the, the rumor going around is that Natalia's gonna be her first feud, which I understand, um, but I just, it's gonna be interesting to see how they get to that point. Yeah, I agree with you because, I mean, think about it. Right now they're playing buddy-buddy. Yeah, and exactly. that could last what? It could last, you know, a pay-per-view, last two months, three months. Who knows how long that's going to be um, before they actually, you know, have a big matchup. I mean, and, the, be- uh, the, the best way I would think, especially with how they uh, prepared us for this tonight, is to have them feud with, well, unless, well, uh, uh, this w- probably won't happen because I have a feeling Absolution is uh, going to be packing their bags tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, but I, I will talk about that later. But um, if they were to stay, uh, it would be kind of cool. It, it would be nice to see them, you know, team up against Absolution at, you know, Backlash. And then maybe have Natalia turn on Rousey after the match. And that sets up the feud between the two. Yeah, and and it sounds like a road that I feel like they're gonna, you know, probably travel. 
Um, I think, you know, from my point of view, I feel the same way with you uh, as the, you know, the thought process of absolution was a stick around. You know, uh, and who's to say the riot squad couldn't play that role? That's I mean, true. just yeah, I mean, just because they attack Sasha and you know and Bailey doesn't mean that they couldn't say, hey, you know, we got other people we're gonna try to we're gonna try to take the alpha female out, right? That's true. take Ronda Rousey out and Nikki. Uh, excuse me, Nikki. I'm thinking NXT now. Uh, uh, you know, you got Natalia. You know, they're gonna play that part of being friends and being kind to each other, and until Natalia really wants a piece of uh, the pie, which is getting all the glory. The um, the so. only thing the only thing about that that kind of you know, I mean, it would certainly work, but um, while she obviously wasn't on the same level as Rousey by any stretch of the imagination, that whole thing, if it were against Absolution of Rousey versus De- DeVille, MMA versus mm-hmm. MMA, could be a very intriguing storyline they could that they could build upon. You're right, and I, I love the fact that they teased us with that tonight. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they did it, but we know we we knew it was going to happen. There's yeah. no way that Deville is going to get the better of Rousey, no. and I think if, in the future, you know, Shayna Baszler is going to eventually, possibly, may move up to the main roster. And if you know we have her and Ronda Rousey on the the same roster or at least around each other, at some point they're going to face each other, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a, a big big storyline of MMA. You know who's yeah. going to win. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated though what they gave us here with Deville and Rousey. I think it was kind of fun. It kind of gave, got you a little pumped up, to be honest with you. I, that mm-hmm. that little moment kind of got your adrenaline running. At least for me, it did. Oh yeah. So I, I thought that was great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll follow this as it goes. There's still you know some big things I'm sure ahead of us, and uh, I'm really excited to see. Of course, we'll talk more about some of this uh, before we get out of the show. Uh, let's talk about Roman Reigns real quickly here. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, came out and did his little speech to many, many boos, and mm-hmm. basically said at the Greatest Royal, uh, Royal Rumble he will be getting the Universal Title from Brock Lesnar in a steel cage. So Brock, you better watch out. And that means that well. Brock doesn't come out, but someone else does. Oh, boy. Samoa Joe makes mm. his presence known again, and he's letting Roman know that he doesn't think that he is so great and he doesn't care what he does, but he knows that he can't you know, uh, think he can win against Samoa Joe, uh, and Samoa Joe says he wants him at Backlash. Well, Roman is ready to fight. He basically says, hey, fat man, come and get in the <laughs> ring and fight me. Uh, I love that. He kind of pointed out Samoa Joe's weight in a way, but Samoa Joe is ready to fight, acts like he's going to come down to the ring and says, you know what? I'm going to, you're, you're going to go on my time. Backlash. I'll see you in two or three weeks. I forget it was three weeks or two weeks. Yeah, I think it was three weeks. Three weeks. So I'll see you in three weeks. So, you know, makes sense to me. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I think all of us are probably assume the universal title will be around Roman's waist. I'm sure by then. Uh, well, uh, ne- never. I, I mean, you're probably right on this time around but never assume we all saw what happened a couple of weeks ago yeah i know but i'm just gonna keep assuming until they do what they say they're gonna do (laughs) uh but yeah i mean i i like this i I like the fact i'm a big samojo guy everybody (laughs) knows this um but you know i I think he really works well him and roman really honestly have chemistry Mm -hmm. i feel like they do a good job together on the mic and the ring so i'm actually kind of happy with this yeah i mean i'm perfectly fine with it the the one feud that I'm most looking forward to once Roman gets the title, uh, 
because they had great chemistry without the title, and and I can only imagine what they could do, especially in a gimmick match for the title, is him and Braun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that would be fantastic. So uh, when you know we get a chance to see that, that'll be something special. Um, but I, you know, for what they're giving us now, I'm happy with it until we get those bigger matches that mm-hmm. you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of that, you know, not a whole lot here, uh, for Roman, you know, they're just kind of teasing us for the greatest Royal Rumble. And of course, not only that, Brock Lesnar is not going to be at this building at this night. So what else can you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's mention something that I've been waiting kind of all night to talk about. And this is something that's, you know, kind of a small segment, but they still give us something that I think is very valuable here. You have the big surprise that Dolph Ziggler is now a part of Monday Night Raw. And it's exciting uh, for fans because you hear a lot of fans chanting and getting excited for, you know, Dolph Ziggler to show up on Monday Night Raw. But he comes out and says, no matter what, where he's at, he is still the greatest superstar in the Raw locker room, SmackDown locker room. Whoever comes down that aisle, he's the best. Kind of brags on himself, like always. And before he is able to finish his little speech... Titus Worldwide comes out, and Titus offers him a position on the stable of Titus Worldwide. And, well, Dolph Ziggler says thank you. He appreciates the offer. But Titus O'Neil, if you would have listened, I said I had more to say. So he says, the one thing you need to know most of all is I didn't come here alone. And then the next thing you know... Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews are attacked by none other than Drew McIntyre. He is back, guys. He is a part of the Monday Night Raw roster, it appears. Uh, This is big. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is something that I feel like is really interesting when it comes to the tag division because McIntyre, Ziggler, together, ooh, that's a powerhouse team. Oh, definitely. This could be a big team as well. Uh, like we were talking about, the the tag team division did get uh, helped out a little bit tonight. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely going to be an interesting storyline and an interesting team to look at moving forward. What do you think about Drew McIntyre heading up from NXT and now joining the Raw roster? I'm excited for him. Oh, uh, I'm, you know, definitely, it, I, I'm definitely it, excited for him. It's interesting that he's going to be a part of a tag team, but you know what? I think that's probably the best thing that they could have done. Yeah, uh, I, I think, think I think it's just a way to kind of get him something to do right now while the top of the card is so full. Um, and then as things can't thin out or they want to go a different direction, then they'll move him into a singles role and maybe have him win, you know, either the Intercontinental title or, you know, what have you. Yeah. I agree with you. And, you know, Dolph Ziggler, you know, being on Raw also was a nice change of pace. We get a chance to see him getting into some different kind of feuds and, and some, you know, uh, I think some big matches where I feel like, you know, even if he's not winning, he's going to help those matches be even better than they were originally going to be against, you know, these other opponents that they've mm-hmm. been against uh, for many, many uh, moons, it feels like. So this definitely feels fresh. I'm excited about this team. I think they'll do some good things, maybe make some waves in that tag division. And once again, very happy for Drew McIntyre. Hopefully he is able to take this and uh, run, you know, mm-hmm. get get down his feet and get even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up Monday Night Raw. That's everything that they had tonight. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of moves. We still have to wait for SmackDown Live to happen before we know actually everything 
thing as concrete, but saying that, what is your predictions right now as we sit here, Brandon, of what we should expect on SmackDown Live? Um, I'm thinking, like I said, I think Absolution goes over, and they're basically going to be... They're basically... I'm trying to think what, what a good comparison would be for this. Uh, they're going to be a lot like how the S.H.I.E.L.D. was originally when they were, like, under the authorities' control. Where they're just going to be, like, Paige's lackeys, I feel. And, like, they're going to get preferential treatment because of Paige being the GM. Um, in terms of other people going over... I'm not sure. I have a feeling that at least one of the guys on the face team of the main event tonight will be going over. Uh, whether it's e either Braun, Seth, or Finn. One of those three. I think we'll see. Um, maybe w either one or both Sasha and Bailey go over. Um... Besides that, I don't really know. It's tough to tell. Yeah, you're right. It is tough to tell. And the money, well, the waters are still pretty money, you know, um, because that's what they wanted us to have, right? They wanted to set things up where we could still be questioning ourselves. Uh, we do know Baron Corbin is no longer on SmackDown Live, yeah. so that leaves another giant gap in that SmackDown Live roster. So they're going to fill those needs. It's going to be a definite. I feel like, you know, you're probably going to see, in my personal opinion, you're probably going to see uh, some other changes that we just don't expect at all. I mean, we're going to be sitting here talking, I think, tomorrow. Uh, of course, you and Harry and Liz will probably be really getting into this pretty deep tomorrow night mm -hmm. about some I think some people that we've never would have ever thought yeah. we'd see leave raw. So it's gonna be exciting, man. I'm really super ecstatic about, you know, getting this whole thing done and concrete and finished that way we can really break down the possibilities of both these shows, what direction they're going. But let's be honest, what direction they're going is the, the, the top feuds are going to be on pay-per-views. The lesser feuds are just going to get nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, besides all that, and for I, I definitely want to leave this show on a downward note like that. What did you What did you think about this show overall? And what did you rate it? Um, I'm gonna rate this as a seven and a half. Um, you know, it was a solid show. Uh, you know, some good surprises, some good different things that they were doing. All the matches were solid. Um, but like I said, I kind of wish that they would do more with this than just guys randomly just showing up you know i wish they would actually have you know you know even kurt just coming out and saying you know the newest acquisition for raw and like you know and then having and then like saying oh by the way someone else you know you know whoever come out oh sorry you just got traded you know or something like that you know because they they even teased it at other times of the year uh with uh Back, you know, back when, at least back when they first started the brand split with Foley and, and Sami Zayn, uh, with him teasing, trading Zayn for, uh, Eva Marie, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 
do things like that. Do, you know, even if it's not actually on the show so that you're, you know, still guessing, like, give them a little more time. I know that they try to do this very quickly, you know, uh, right after WrestleMania. But, you know, even if it's just that week, like, or maybe, you know, give them this week to kind of have both of them there and doing the wheeling and dealing and, and kind of start some speculation. You don't have to announce anything. You can still, still do the surprises to get the surprise reactions, but kind of get that thought in your head of, okay, you know, maybe this person is going there. Maybe this person is going there, you know. Uh, you could do a lot better than they are doing. They really could, and I hope that they decide to change this down the line, but... As we sit here, and uh, this Monday Night Raw, just overall, I kind of felt like it kept you going to an extent. You know, some of the surprises were a lot of fun. I think that they brought some things to the table that is needed, like, you know, what we talked about, Brandon, with, you know, Ronda Rousey, how is she going to be on the main roster? I feel like they made her look very strong as they did last week, uh, which is a really positive thing, and, and made her feel like she's a normal presence, not just a attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's a good thing. I think the additions that they brought to Monday Night Raw really do mean something. I like some of the feuds that we have going on right now. I really don't have a lot of bad things to say about this Raw. Of course, it wasn't grand. It wasn't so special because of all the things you just mentioned about the fact that it doesn't feel like a draft. It just kind of feels like, hey, here's everybody. Big surprise. One, two, three. Okay, we're done. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. I mean, so I I kind of feel like a seven is in order for this show. I just kind of feel like it's it's good, but it's right in the middle. Uh, if I was going to be a real jerk, I'd probably give it a six, maybe a six and a half if I was a little bit more. But I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and be nice and give it a seven. I felt like it was good enough. So that's just me. And uh, I'm kind of curious what everybody else wants to rate this show. And, and to let us know what you want to say about this show and maybe your own personal rating of Raw tonight, make sure you leave a comment. Whether you listen to us on YouTube, maybe you're hitting us up on iTunes or wherever. Make sure you do leave a comment. Make sure you also leave a review. And don't forget to go hit that subscribe button over at Wrestling of the Max. Of course, you know, W2M Network is the place where you hit that subscribe button to get every single thing over at the W2M Network. Uh, W2M.com is the website that you're going to want to type in. That URL is simple, it's easy, and that's the best way you're going to get the best content that you can find in the world of wrestling, sports, entertainment, and video games. Once again, don't forget W2Net.com. And also our friends over at 411mania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Don't forget them either. They do a great job. Make sure you go check them out as well. Uh, don't forget, this is not over. You Tomorrow night, Brandon, Harry, and Liz are going to do an excellent job on covering SmackDown Live and 205 Live. Both those shows are going to be covered. You're going to find out exactly what the finality is here of the superstar shakeup. They are going to lead you down that journey. They are going to get you set and to understand on what's going to be the landscape coming up here in WB. Brandon, I'm really looking forward to that show. I know you are too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, once again, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you guys. And until next time, we will catch you guys down the road. <laughs>